Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Turn with me, if you would, in your Bibles this morning. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, and we're going to address something that is so important for us to remember. There's three things that we're going to talk about in this service, and uh, we want you to get a hold of this. Um, This that I'm going to minister on came out of a time when my husband was ministering, and he was holding a healing service one night here in the church, and at the end of the service, uh, he said to me, he said, you've got something by the Spirit of God. And so I got up and delivered what was in my heart, and that night, God gave us three things that he said would open the door to sickness and disease, or just defeat, into the life of the believer. And so he did, of course, there's not just three things, but these are the three things he highlighted. So we want to address that this morning because when the Spirit of God gives us something specifically, we don't want to bypass it or treat it lightly. It needs to be emphasized. And so in Galatians chapter 3, and I want us to start reading in verse 13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. How did he do that? The next phrase, being made a curse for us. He took our place in the defeat, in the failure, in the curse that belonged to mankind. Jesus took our place in it and bore it so we wouldn't have to bear it. That means you are free from any and every curse. And so many times people get fearful or frightened or listening to, well, there are certain curses that somebody put on you. As a Christian, no one can put a curse on you that can land. It cannot stay. And too many times you'll hear the phrase, a generational curse. You're redeemed from the curse of the law. You are not under a generational curse once you're born again. And people will get into that thinking because they say, well, I see the devil worked a plan in my grandfather's life, in my father's life, in my uncle's life, and now it's trying to attach itself to me. That's not because you're under a curse. That's because the devil works in patterns. Amen. God works in patterns. You can see through scripture different times that God would work and work with someone through a pattern. You can look at the life of Joseph, who was, of course, Jesus's earthly father, not his natural father, but his earthly father. And it said in, in, uh, in, in that relationship that an angel repe- appeared repeatedly to Joseph and told him how to handle Jesus and, and Jesus's mother. We see the pattern that God would deal with him. Well, because God uses patterns, the devil is an imitator of God. There's nothing creative. There's nothing original in the devil. All he can do is imitate the way God operates. God deals with you in patterns. Amen. And if you learn to recognize those patterns, you can benefit from that. But the devil then, because he's an imitator of God, will also work against you in patterns. But you're not under a curse because you're redeemed from the curse. Now, if you get into wrong thinking and wrong speaking, you can open the door to the devil. 
Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27 says, neither give place to the devil. So we are redeemed from the curse. But if you think wrong, if you talk wrong, you can open the door to the devil to attack you. That does not mean that you get back under the curse. That means you open the door. If you open the door to the devil, you can close the door to the devil. Amen. Don't fall into wrong thinking, thinking that somebody can put a curse on you or the devil can put a curse on you. If you think right and understand that you're redeemed, none of that works against you. Amen. Thank God we are redeemed. We don't have to try to be redeemed. We are redeemed because Jesus took our place. Amen. So going on and reading again in Galatians 3, 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So when did Jesus take our place in the curse? When he was on Calvary. Verse 14, and this is why he did it, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So you have been redeemed from the curse. Why? So you could be brought into the blessing. The blessing of Abraham is on you. Amen. Quit talking about what's come against you and talk about what's on you. What is on you is the blessing. You are blessed. Amen. So when opposition shows up, talk to it. Say, you can't get in because I'm already covered with the blessing. I'm already under the blessing. Amen. And so you have to realize that we are redeemed from the curse of the law. Now, because we're redeemed from the curse of the law, our lives should not look like the lives of the unsaved. The unsaved are facing sickness, disease, poverty, lack, torment, depression, oppression. Why? Because they are under the curse of the law. But we are not under the curse of the law. Now, if we as Christians are also experiencing sickness, lack, depression, oppression, why is that? It's not because of the same reason that the unsaved have it. The unsaved experience that because they are still under the curse until they receive Jesus. But those of us who are free from the curse, it's not, it's for a different reason. What is the reason? We opened the door. So we have to pay attention that we can't live any way we want and think we're going to keep the door closed to the devil. We can't say anything we want and think we're going to keep the door closed to the devil. We can't go anywhere we want, participate in wrong actions, wrong locations, and think that we're going to keep the door closed to the devil. Amen. You don't get back under the curse, but you do open the door to the devil. And there's a difference between the two. And like I said, if you open the door to the devil, you can close the door to the devil. So God said to me by the spirit of God that there are three primary ways that believers open the door to the devil to be attacked by sickness, disease, or anything that he tries to put on their life. And so the first one that I want to look at that the spirit of God gave us, go with me to Mark chapter five, Mark chapter five, and we're going to start reading. In verse 25, 
Mark chapter 5, verse 25. The first way that believers open the door to the devil that God spoke to me that night is this. Number one, by losing your peace. People do not realize how important it is to stay in peace. Remember what Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. Remember before he left the earth, he said, my peace I'm leaving with you. In other words, you're going to need what I operated under. And he didn't take it with him, he left it with us. Amen. How many of you know Jesus was opposed more than you've ever been opposed? And he was completely at peace. He was not tormented. He was not, he did not live this life under a cloud. He was not depressed. He was not heavy. He did not live under a sense of burden under what he was doing. He was living his life in total joy and peace. Even though he was opposed, it didn't get in him. Why? Because he was allowing the peace that was in him to flow out. And because the flow of peace was so great, nothing else could get in. Amen. This is how he lived and this is how he authored for us to live. If your mind is tormented, harassed, you're living less than what Jesus authored for you. And he said, my peace, I leave with you. Then he also stated, your peace, let no man take from you. Notice men will try to take it. Situations, circumstances will try to take from you what he left with you, but you're going to need your peace to stay in health. You're going to need your peace to stay in the flow of prosperity. Amen. Now, let me, let me differentiate here. There is a peace with God that you have. You're born again. You have peace with God. Amen. You're not an enemy to him. You're at peace with him. You can have peace in your spirit, but your mind be harassed. And your mind be tormented. Jesus intended you have peace in your spirit and in your mind. We have to become skillful at yielding to the peace that he left us and that is in us. Peace is a fruit of the spirit that came in you at the new birth. There are nine fruits of the spirit that are resident in you. And peace is one of those. And it's not just a good feeling. It is a force. Amen. And so we have to see here that peace is part of your healing. And I want to read a passage that shows us this. Mark chapter 5, and we're going to start in verse 25. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue or power had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? 
And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Notice he didn't say go in healing. He said, go in peace and be whole. Now, the Amplified Translation of verse 34 says that Jesus said to her daughter, your faith, your trust and confidence in me springing from faith in God has restored you to health. Go into peace. Listen to this. Go into peace and be continually healed and freed from your distressing bodily disease. So notice this, it's not enough to receive your healing. You got to keep your healing. He's telling her not, she, she received her healing that day, but as she's walking off, he's telling her how to keep it. Stay in peace. It gives you the idea that possibly could this have been what, how she, how she opened the door to sickness in, to begin with. Did she get into worry? Did she get into fear? What, how do you lose your peace? Jesus told me that night when he spoke to me, he said, through worry, fear, and doubt. Those three things will steal your peace from you. He told her, go into peace and be continually healed. Notice this, God's, God's flow can flow continually as long as you stay in peace. You get out of peace and you stop the continual flow of it. It's not to be a stop and start flow of our life. Peace is not to just be a random thing we visit temporarily. It's to be a continual flow. Before my husband went home to be with the Lord, two years before he did, the Holy Ghost was preparing me. How many of you know one way the Holy Ghost comforts us is he prepares us? And one of the things he did to prepare me for that time was he said to me two years before the event of my husband's home going, the Spirit of God said to me, all I want you doing is practicing peace. Now, did he mean don't do anything else? No, he meant that's to be the emphasis. So for the next two years, what did I do? What did that look like to say practice peace? I paid attention to every thought. I paid attention to what I allowed to to turn over in my mind. It's called letting your spirit dominate you instead of your mind. It's called casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring into captivity every thought. Listen to that wording. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5. Bringing into captivity every thought. What this means is you have to pay attention to everything you let in your mind. If you don't, that lack of watchfulness will be an entrance place for the devil. So many people let their minds just wander and go without any any attention of what they're letting themselves touch into. You touch into certain things and it could cost you more than you ever calculated. You touch into, well, I'm, you know, I'm just so concerned about my kids. You better not do that. Do all you can do, but don't worry about them. 
Amen. How do you know if you're worrying? If you're thinking about it. If you're thinking about it, you're giving the devil an open door to attack you. There have been times I remember one time in particular. I mean, I would just, it, this is really called living in the spirit is what this is called. And you can get into such a flow of peace that you, that's the flow of the Holy Ghost. That's the flow of walking in the spirit. And I remember one day I was on the road preaching and something showed up, you know, that I had to hit, handle and deal with that day. And uh, I noticed I started getting troubled in my mind. And I said, now, God, how did I step out of that place of peace? He said, you started turning it over in your mind and touching it in the mental arena. He said, when you touch something in the mental arena, you just open the door to the enemy because the mind is Satan's battleground. Staying in peace means staying in your spirit and staying out of the mental arena. Staying out of the I got to figure it out arena. Staying, can I say it to, say it to you this way? Staying out of the thinking arena. Well, I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Thinking about how, where am I going to get the money? Thinking about all these things instead of turning to your spirit and looking to the genius of the Holy Ghost in you. And letting him guide you. Listen, if you could have figured it out, why'd you need to get saved? You couldn't figure it out. Your help, your, your answer, your rescue, you can't figure it out. Stay in peace. And as long as you stay in peace, the devil cannot get into that situation. Have you ever noticed this? That when you worry, you quit hearing God. When you're fearful, you can't, you start grasping because you can't, I can't hear God. I, I, I'm looking for direction and you get panicked. Why? Because God's not speaking in worry. You have to get out of worry to hear what he says. What's he speaking in? Peace. That's why Jesus said, my peace I leave with you and don't let any man take it from you. If he didn't want a man to take it from you, he didn't want a circumstance to take it from you. If you'll stay in peace, you can hear him. You can hear God. When you, when you abandon peace, when you step out of peace, you quit hearing. Listen, I've been at the place where you get panicked because you can't hear. I need an answer and I'm not hearing. And you get more entrenched in the awareness and worrying about not hearing. And it finally dawned on me. I hope it's dawned on you, but it's finally dawned on me. I'm going to quit worrying about what I don't know. You can worry about what you don't know and open the door to the devil to harass you mentally. So, Father, I trust you to bring me in to the knowledge I need. That's called staying in peace. I said that's called staying in peace. Guard your peace. <clears throat> Let me talk to you a minute about a home. Sometimes people, they get, you know, troubled in their homes. They get a marriage issue going. Well, my husband doesn't treat me right. My wife doesn't treat me right. Well, even if they're trying to take, your, take the, the happiness of the home away by their bad behavior, don't give them your peace too. Let no man take it from you. I don't care how someone treats you. 
guard your peace. You don't have to give them your peace. If they're going to be in a bad mood and hard to live with, let them do it alone. But you stay joyful. You stay peaceful. Don't go to the place they live. Stay in the flow that Jesus authored for you. What is that? It's a flow of peace. And Jesus told this woman, the way to stay healed, stay in peace. If you get into worry, you open the door to the devil. You get into fear, you open the door to the devil. You get into doubt, you open the door to the devil. Hallelujah. So the way to stay in the flow of God is to stay in the peace of God. That's the flow he authored. And if you're out of peace, you're not walking in the spirit. And you're not going to hear what God has for you. If I could say this, never go to bed without being peaceful. Never fall asleep without peace. Because if you go to sleep with a troubled mind while you're sleeping, that thing will grow and wake you up in the middle of the night and get bigger and you'll wake up with a bigger problem. Amen. So when God said to me that this is one way we open the door to the devil is through losing our peace. This is nothing to play with. Peace is not just something that makes life a little easier. Peace is what keeps the door to the, to the devil closed. And I tell you what, uh, it is so important that we keep the door closed because since God redeemed us, Jesus redeemed us, he can't keep the door closed for us. He did his part by redeeming us. But our part is keep the door closed to the devil. Amen. Quit the bad habit of worry. Now, can I tell you this? Let me throw a little bit of this on you, too. To quit the bad habit of worry, you also have to quit the bad habit of drama. Because those with drama aren't happy until everything is stirred up. Let me tell you what peace does. Peace puts everything back in place. Drama gets everything out of place for effect. They tell it larger than it really is. They stir the pot longer. When there's nothing in it to stir, they just keep stirring. Why? Because they like the attention. They like the drama of it. You're going to have to forfeit peace to operate that way. God's not playing games with that. Well, you don't understand. My home, we were just raised like that. Jesus gave you a better system. Praise the Lord. How about when you get a report and somebody reports something to you that you bring peace to that situation instead of you? It's either you carry, I love something Brother Grant said one time. He said, you can either carry a can of gas to a fire or carry a can of water. So many people like that gas because they love the explosion. They want to see something blow up, you know. They're, They're fine until it's their own life. They don't mind throwing it on someone else's life. But when it comes to yours, if you're, if you're in the habit of bringing drama, whenever something shows up in your life, drama is going to be the first action you're going to be skilled at. I had a phone call years ago from a staff member because we were building the building and it was a big deal, you know, of things that, was, that were going on. And uh, one of the staff called me and said, Pastor Nancy said, uh, we got a call from the city and this isn't going to happen and this isn't going to happen and this isn't going to happen. I said, stop, stop. You could hear the panic in the voice. You could hear the tear in the voice. You could hear the overwhelm. You could hear the fear of the thing. I said, wait a minute. 
God told us that we're going to get that building built. Answer everything with what God said. I said, stop. All of that will get resolved. All of that will work out. All of that will come to nothing. Don't worry about it because God said that building will get built. He goes, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And you could hear, what was it? I brought peace to it and said, oh my gosh, did you call this a staff member? Did you call it? People practice drama. Learn to practice peace. Your health depends upon it. Learn to practice peace. Your prosperity depends upon it. Learn to practice peace. Your mental well-being depends upon it. Your victory depends upon it. Bigger than this, your faith depends upon it. And even bigger than that, you hearing from God depends upon you being in the flow of peace. If we could say it this way, if this aisle right here represented the flow of peace, everything good from God is in that, is in that flow right there. If you stand in the stream of this aisle, there's, there's healing, there's uh, answers for your life, there's prosperity, there's victory over opposition, and this is where God is speaking. God can be heard here. There's answers here. Everything good for your life. But you get over here in the flow of worry, in the flow of drama, in the flow of, in the flow of mental trying to figure it out, in the flow of, I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> None of what's in that flow is over here. All that the devil would love to bring into your life is in this flow of worry, in this flow of fear, in this flow of doubt. Does worry come? Yes, it comes. Does fear come? Yes, it comes. Do thoughts of doubt come? Yes, but answer them. Say fear I refuse you in Jesus' name. Say doubt, I refuse you. I refuse to doubt. Worry, I refuse you. I refuse to worry. And then get back over here real quick without having ever figured out all your answers. Get back over here into peace and hear your answer. Amen. Hallelujah. This is not hard. But it does require us to pay attention to what's going on up here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Peace is our flow. It's what Jesus left us. It's what belongs to us. We're not leaving it for any, any circumstance that shows up. Have you ever noticed every circumstance comes and assaults your soul to get you in the mental arena? Every attack that comes, whether it's physical financial against your marriage or your home. It always comes with an attack on the mind because if it can get you in that mental arena, trying to worry about it, figure it out, then he knows that the devil knows that he can keep you away from your answer. But the answer for us is I'm staying in peace. I'm not worried about it. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not going to try to figure it out. I'm done thinking about it. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm done thinking about that. Turn to your other neighbor. I'm done thinking about that. Hallelujah. God offers you his thoughts. Take them. This life-changing book by Nancy Dufresne, A Sound Disciplined Mind, will instruct you on how to do that. It will lift you from the commonplace into the supernatural. 
Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.